0: This time the reading will be out of James, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. You don't even know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are a bit of smoke that appears for a while, then vanishes Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So for the person who knows to do good and doesn't do it, it is a sin. dearly father we just thank you for the day that you've given us lord and all your many blessings and once again this time that we can gather here and just worship you today lord and i pray that as we set our hearts and our minds on you that you would just help us to see your will through your word and you will help us to see how to apply it to our lives and uh, just thank you for your word and your patience and your grace with us in jesus name amen Uh, you have to bear with me a little bit today i'm a little off (laughs) So, uh, but we're we're in James chapter four verses thirteen through seventeen, and um, you know last time, if you weren't here the last time I spoke, or even if you were, here's just a bit of a refresher. Uh, I talked about how our selfish desires can lead us to be prideful instead of humble, and that these desires cause conflict between us and others, and that these desires also lead us away from God. and uh, and cause us to pursue things and behave in ways that God is telling us not to. And that we need to repent as Christians and to be broken for our sins and to turn back to God. And we need to allow God to change the desires within us that cause us to be drawn away from Him. And we must be careful not to judge others and judge each other as we're going through this because we're all in the same boat together. And, And that's kind of where we had left off last time is that we're all kind of struggling with the same struggles, the same battle, and then so we should be patient with each other and not uh, judge each other as we struggle, as, as these things come out. Um, and that's kind of where we are uh, left off last time. Um. And so basically we've been talking about being proud versus being humble and how being proud uh, involves us focusing on ourselves and focusing on our desires over those around us. And so uh, what we ultimately need to understand is that the humility is when we don't focus on ourselves, but when we put God and we put others first. That's the basic definition of humility for us as Christians, is that we put God and we put others first. And so pride and arrogance and other forms of self-exaltation is something that we all struggle with as humans because of our fallen nature. And the moment we say we don't struggle with it, well, that's pride. We've elevated ourselves above the condition that we all have. And so... It's in our thoughts, it's in our motives, it's in our actions, it's in all of us as human beings because of our fallen nature. And I'm convinced that this is one of the greatest problems that we as Christians face in America, is just being so consumed by ourselves at this time. Um, And it's not just America, but we're in America, and and it kind of is a a main problem in a first world kind of culture. And I think it's keeping us from revival. I think it's keeping us from being effective for God. Just that focus on self and what's best for me and my will. And that's what we're going to talk today about today is God's will over our will. Um, but Christians pursue the world oftentimes in our culture and over the world uh, for the benefit of self instead of pursuing God for the glory of his kingdom. And we can be so consumed with the things that we wish to pursue so much so that we forget why we're here. And uh, we can exalt ourselves and become the object of our pursuit instead, and the object of our pursuit, instead of God being the object of our pursuit. And that's why we're talking about these selfish desires. They kind of take God out of the center of our lives. And I believe that this is the climax of what James is trying to tell us, that he's trying to tell us not to make our lives about us. And it echoes what Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24, when Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And so to deny ourselves means that we don't indulge in the comforts or the pleasure or the self-centered life that everyone around us does. And so James has been telling us to be humble before our God and to make our lives about loving others and serving others and instead of ourselves. Right? And he, he said that in many ways when he tells us to, to pursue helping the orphans and the widows, to not show favoritism short, towards the poor and the rich, or towards the rich over the poor. And so he's been showing us that, that, that our goal as Christians is not to be about ourselves but to serve others. And so really, the last few sections, Jesus, J, James has been telling us that the things in our lives that keep us from being most, most, most like Christ in our lives is, is that we, we think more highly of ourselves than we're supposed to. And, and, and what keeps us from doing, our, from doing God's will over our will is that we think more highly of ourselves than we do God. And, and it's elevating ourselves. And I know that's something we don't necessarily we want to think it, but whenever we live to serve ourselves instead of denying self, we're really serving ourselves over God, we live to serve ourselves instead of God when we live for ourselves and our desires. And that comes out in what we do with our time, our money, our energy, how we treat others, and our plans. And so today, as we're talking about this passage, we see this self-centeredness in the fact that we often pursue our will and our plans instead of God's, that we make them the priority of our lives God has plans for our lives, plans for us to serve Him, plans for us to glorify Him and bring His name glory. But we often have plans that will ultimately only serve us and satisfy us and bring us glory. And not all the time. That's not all of our plans. But that certainly does happen when we make these life plans, they become about us. Um, So. Once again, this is about the selfish desire that we pursue that leads us away from what God is calling us to do in our daily lives, and that is, by, that is to be a light to the world by loving him and loving others. And our plans, if we make our plans about us, they often keep us from the path that God has called us to be on. And so verse 13 says, "'Come now, you who say, "'Tomorrow or today we will travel to such and such city "'and spend a year there and do business and make a profit.'" And so I realize that there are some who are planners and, uh, those people who have to have plans. And I don't think that there's always something wrong with that. I think, uh, I think we wouldn't go any further in life if we didn't have some kind of plans. But I think in regards to what James is talking about, he's trying to talk to us about how our selfishness can make all of our plans about us. And, and that's when it becomes a problem. When we make our plans, we plan our entire lives according to what we want and, um, You know, as as children in this country especially, we often grow up as children, and and, and as we get older as adults, seeking what's the best career that we can get out of life. You know, we're often trying to figure out what career we want, and and that's the goal of education, after all, is to prep us for life, and and we try to find ways that we can utilize our skills that we have and make a profit off of those, and it's not always wrong to do those things, uh, but, but when it consumes us. When we're told that we're supposed to make our lives about making a profit, we're supposed to make our lives about finding a career. And that's what he says, tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such city and spend a life there and do business and make a profit. That was the whole goal that they were planning their day and their life around, was to make a profit. And so our country is saturated with that idea. What career will give us the most out of life? How can I live my best life now? And there's nothing wrong with a career that serves others. And there's nothing wrong with a job that utilizes our skills. But the problem is that most of the time our careers aren't about serving others and and that most of the time it becomes a a priority of income becomes the priority in our lives. And so our career can can become the main focus in life. And and that's what those people he was indicating, come let us go make a profit. The, The career, the profit was their main goal, their main motivator in life. And so we have to remember that as Christians that's not why we're here. We're not here to make a profit. We're not here to think that way. You know, James is showing us that focusing on our plans for today and tomorrow can cause us to take our minds off of who is in charge of our lives. And that's what he's going to talk about a little, and whenever he starts talking about choosing God's will over ours, that we've taken our minds off of who's in charge of our lives. And, you know, it's not about what I can get out of this life to have a successful life, a comfortable life with all the luxuries and a future that's full of securities. But sometimes we can make plans for the sake of having even just security in our life. So maybe it's not all about profit. Maybe it's not all about luxuries, but we just want to feel secure. I think that's normal. I think it's normal for us to feel like we want to have a secure future. But the Christian life is all about uncertainties. You know, and and it's all about uncertainties because it doesn't primarily focus on us. You know, the the disciples had to leave their family behind. They had to leave their jobs behind. And to pursue following Jesus, that means that they had to give something up. And I guarantee you there were many times where they just thought, like, where are we going to sleep? Where are we going to lay our heads down? Where are we going to find food? And so... And there's all sorts of uncertainties that comes along with following Jesus. And those uncertainties are supposed to make us rely on God and his provision. Uh, but oftentimes, as human beings, those uncertainties cause us to turn to our own plans so that we can feel more comfortable and secure in this life and, uh, and cause us to doubt God. It's really just a lack of faith when we spend our lives finding our own plans so that we can have more security in life, it's a lack of faith in God and who he is to provide for us. Uh, but also, our plans almost always get in the way of God's. And I think that that's the whole point of all of this. Is that it gets in the way of God's when we make it about us. And, uh, and that happens, we make those plans when we're not fully trusting God. And so... We can begin to trust our own efforts and our own skills, and they become our source of comfort and security. You know, that's, that's our, instead of trusting God for comfort and security in our lives, we can become where we trust our own plans and our own will instead of God. You know, oftentimes there's a lot of people out there who don't even try to make a profit. Like, that's not their main goal. Sometimes they're not even trying to have luxurious lives like many people, but it's simply to survive, you know, just to survive, get paycheck to paycheck so that you can live. Uh, but ultimately, ultimately it, doesn't, it's not the pro, it's not, it doesn't matter why we're trying to make a profit. Uh, it doesn't matter why we're trying to... Our plans, uh, if they come before God's plans in our lives, that's whenever it becomes a problem. <sighs> we trust ourselves to provide for ourselves when Jesus tells us not to put that first. We're worried about what we're going to gain, how we're going to have a secure future. And Jesus tells us this in Matthew. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles strive after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So in our efforts to find a secure future, we often neglect pursuing God's kingdom first. Right? Because he says, don't worry about those things first. Don't don't even worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Pursue pursue God's kingdom first. You know, our plans to just survive can get in the way of even what God's wanting to do in our lives. And so God promises to take care of us, but he wants our attention and he wants our hearts to be on him and not our own plans to just survive or to thrive or even just survive. But in our culture, oftentimes it's not about like just surviving. It's about having bigger and better. And so uh, this is the American way of thinking to be. Not all Americans think this way, but many Americans, even Christian Americans, think this way. It's the pursuit of happiness. Uh, We're taught to prioritize this. What's going to be best for me? And so we wrap all of our plans around that goal sometimes. And it flies right in the face of Jesus when he tells us to deny ourselves and to not make our lives about us. When we plan for how we are going to spend our lives, we are embracing ourselves instead of denying ourselves. And then we're not talking about small practical plans that we need to make day to day. We're talking about like, I'm going to make my life about this. Um, Most of the time we don't consult God in the process. We don't consult God in our plan making. And so there is a certain amount of planning that we need to make, like basic plans that are practical. But a lot of times in America, uh, our plans mostly profit us so that we can get the most out of this life instead of trusting God for what he can give us. Um, you know, we can become greedy when we, when we make our plans about us. We can become greedy with what we do, with my time and, and my life and my plans. Uh, and we may not look at it that way, but it is a form of greed when we say, I'm going to get what I want out of this life, and I'm not going to uh, listen to what God has for me. Um, I've never really been someone who's made big plans for my life. You know, you get those interview questions where they're like, well, what do you see yourself in five years? And I never really had an answer for that. I never really made big plans. I kind of learned not to hold on to my plans too tightly because of the bipolar that I struggle with. It kind of just had a tendency to ruin my plans. Um, I've kind of just learned to go with it a lot. But I'm not always good at that. Uh, But James talks about even in our day-to-day lives, you know, the plans that we make for today... You know, he's not just talking about tomorrow or a year from now. He's like, "What are we doing when we get up in the morning?" You know, my, my daily plans often neglect what God wants me to do. I, I struggle with this as much of us all, all as much of us, many of us in here probably do more than we think. That I wake up in the morning and I don't make a priority of like, "God, what do you want me to do today?" Instead, I already have my agenda, you know, all planned out, and and um, I've missed out a lot of opportunities to serve God because of that because I've made those plans. Uh, without consulting him. Um, verse 14. Verse 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. And so, it's safe to say that we don't have really any control over what happens in our lives. Like, any, any one of us could go at any moment, and, and the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that life... Goes by so fast, and it's hard to hold on to the things that, that, that you enjoy in life. Um, and those are just some things that you learn as you grow up. Uh, but in our plan making, we often assume that we will live to see tomorrow and carry out the plans that we make. Uh, but the truth is, is that there's no guarantee of that. You know, and we make every bit of effort to try to do the things that we want to do, to try to live comfortably and securely. But in reality. It's all in vain because, you know, anything after this life doesn't even matter. And we may not even wake up to see our plans take place tomorrow. And so all of our efforts to live for ourselves and make our own plans and live for those plans will be wasteful living if we just make our lives about those plans. Uh, We will have squandered our lives in the process of living. And so Matthew 6, verses 19 through 20 Uh, Jesus says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break and steal. So, obviously, this is a verse, these couple verses are focusing on materialism. But the focus here is that, like, to put your your focus on eternity and and not focus on this life as much as you do the grand scheme of things, because we need to live for things that matter. And that's what Jesus is telling us, and that's what James is telling us we need to live for things that matter and living for ourselves ultimately doesn't matter it carries no eternal value and Jesus says to live for the things that will count for eternity you know and, and those those things don't involve what we gain in this life but they involve what God gains through us that's what matters most for eternity and how he expands his eternal kingdom through us you know those things matter the most not what we can get out of this life while we're here. And so, yes, we do have a certain amount of plans that we need to make for our families. Although in America, it's not the primary goal always to just plan for your families. It's to, to have the most out of life. Uh, but what we do for others around us, for God's kingdom, matters more. And, uh, and so that's what, what Jesus points out to us. that, that um, said, so if we pursue his kingdom first, he will take care of all our needs. So, verse 15. So instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, he will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So God has plans for our lives. God's will is perfect. And in his plans, he provides and cares for us just as Jesus has told us he will. And we can trust God to provide for us when we're within the boundaries of his will. But when we come up with our own plans how we're going to do life, then that becomes our responsibility. You know, we often strive and struggle to make provisions and, and work hard to keep our plans together. And we can get frustrated when, those, when we lose hope when those plans don't work out the way that we want them. And so have you ever experienced the frustration of you're planning for something most of your life and then all of a sudden it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to? You know, it's frustrating. and it's kind of, It kind of leaves you with this sense of hopelessness. But we become responsible to hold our plans together because oftentimes when we're making our life plans, we don't include God. And that's why he says, if the Lord wills, you know, make God the center of your life and your plans and all that's around it. Um, James says it's arrogance. It's arrogance because we're imitating God when we make our own plans because God has his plans and and we decide to make our own. That's kind of just arrogance because the only plans that will hold together are God's plans. We have no say whether ours actually hold together. Um, So we end up elevating our will over God's and living our life for the plans we come up with instead of God's plans. Um... You know, it's arrogance to think that we can sustain our plans. It's arrogance to make our plans without consulting God, which is what James is telling us. But when we trust God, where God guides, he provides. He can sustain his plans and sustain us in his plans. And they are the only guaranteed plans that will hold together. Ours are not guaranteed. Verse 17. So in verse 17, uh, it says, So it is a sin to know the good and yet not do it. In verse 17, we see what the root of, of the problem of making our own plans is and, and focusing our life on our own plans. Um, because it seems harmless until we see what James is telling us. He tells us to, if, we, if, we, if we ignore what to do that's good, then we've, we've sinned against God. Sorry, guys, I'm really fading today. I don't know why. We often get consumed by the point of miss... That, we often get consumed that we miss out um, on what God wants us to do. And I think that that's the normal... I think that's what James is telling us, that we get so consumed with our plans, we get so consumed with what we want to do that we miss out on what he's calling us to do around us. Um, So our plans cause us to shift focus on what God has us to do. And in the process, we get so consumed that we miss out on what other people's needs. And so I was going to use the illustration of, uh, you know, when I was younger, I can remember a time before the Internet and cell phones. And I can remember how, uh, you know, people were out and about more, and they would interact with each other more. and, And you don't really see that as much today. And I believe that you don't see that much because everybody's consumed with their own thing going on. It's so much so that they're neglecting to actually interact with each other. And so, um, you know, it's, it's what's referred to as isolationism. And, uh, and I believe that in our culture, it's caused us to kind of take our attention off of everything else and just focus on our own little lives. Uh, as Christians, it's not supposed to be this way. Um, Okay, You know, oftentimes our plans as Americans consist of isolating ourselves and being consumed by things that will cause us to not only feel depressed and to feel hopeless, because if we look at statistics, we see that that sense of isolation from other people, it causes people to feel lonely and hopeless inside, but it also keeps us as Christians, along with feeling that, it keeps us from reaching out into the lives of those who do struggle with feeling hopeless and do find loneliness in their lives. And So, so the whole point of that is, if I can just sum it up, is that um, you know, we get so consumed that we miss out on living life for those around us. You know, we get so consumed in our world of of endless pursuit of entertainment and indulging in isolation and being off to ourselves that we miss that there's so many people out there who are broken, so many people out there that are hurting that we don't involve ourselves in their lives. And so uh, James talks about plans for today, too, not just planning for tomorrow, but our plans for today. And sometimes our plans for today are just to retreat from life and and indulge in, in our own way of living. And so... This prevents us from doing God's will, was the whole point of that. Um, We can be so consumed that we neglect to love others the way that Jesus has told us to love others. When we spend our lives planning and living for what we want, it can cause neglect. And we don't pay attention to others because we're so consumed by our own lives. And there are so many people out there who feel alone and depressed and hopeless. And there's so many people out there who need the hope of Jesus. Uh, But when we live in our own little worlds with our own selfish plans, we can't be the light that God has told us to be to them. And we are neglecting the good, which is what James is telling us. Don't ignore the good that you're supposed to do. uh, When we elevate ourselves by focusing on our own lives instead of those around. And so that is the root of what James is saying here. Uh, we neglect the good that God has called us to do when we only spend our lives on our own pursuits. And so, to sum it all up, super early, um, <laughs> uh, this is not our time. You know, as Christians in, in this culture, we're kind of taught that we're, we should pursue the it's about me life. And it's not our time, it's God's. You know, it's not our world, it's God's world. It's not our breath in our lungs, it's God's breath in our lungs. He breathed life into us, and so we are fully reliant on God and His grace and everything He has given us. You know, and we have been borrowing from God since the day we've, we've been born, and we'll give it back to Him when we die. Um, you know, he's given us everything as His children. So that we can be good stewards of his goodness by living out his plans and his will for our lives. You know, it should not be our will, it should be God's will in our lives. And so, this, this is arrogance because we think that we're planning our lives, but as Christians, you know, we, we, we've given our lives to God. When we think that we can plan our entire lives based on what we want, uh, we had a chance, you know, as Christians before we came to Christ to do whatever we want. He gave us our lives. We could have done whatever we wanted with those. But as Christians, we made a decision to give our lives back to him. And so our lives are not our lives. They're God's. They belong to Jesus. Jesus died for us. His blood bought us. And so we should live for the plans that he has for us and plans to seek out opportunities to love others and share with them the hope of Jesus, plans to leave behind the sins and comforts of this life, plans to deny ourselves for the sake of being who God made us to be because that's why we're here. Um, Jesus said that his kingdom is not of this world. And if we belong to his kingdom, then we are not supposed to live for the things that the world lives for. And so God promises to take care of us when we seek him. Everything we try to gain in this life is useless because God's plans are better for us. And if we, it's not what we gain as Christians in this life, but it's what God gains through us. And so uh, just to sum up everything I I tried to get through there... um, Jesus tells us to deny ourselves and to not make our lives about what we want. Many of the plans we made for ourselves conflict with what God has planned for us while we are here for this brief time. And so we should pursue God's kingdom for first instead of pursuing comfort, profit, and security. Uh, God will provide all that we need when we live within the boundaries of His will, worrying about what He we need detours us from God's plans, and so we cannot secure our plans, and we will end up doing, uh, we will end up, we will end up taking care of our own plans if we leave God out of the center of them. And so, living for our plans over God's is arrogance, and being consumed by the plans causes us to neglect the good that God has called us to do. And so God has a plan for our lives. And that's the just everything I've tried to say here. Uh, God has a plan for our lives and, and doesn't revolve around your plans or my plans. And, and it's hard to wake up every morning and be like, God, what do you, what do you want from me today? Uh, because kind of a lot of the times we've already kind of decided what we wanted before, before the day's even begun. And it kind of leaves no room for God to move. Um, but Jesus paid it all for our lives. And so we owe our lives to him. Uh, because Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins to pay for our uh, debt that we owe so that we could give our lives to him. And so um, I do apologize this morning. I've kind of just been, I feel like I've I've missed my medicine this morning, so I feel like that's why I'm so off. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and pray. And uh, go from there. Dearly Father, just uh, thank you for The day that you've given us that is your day, Lord. And uh, I pray that you would just, out of everything that's been said this morning, uh, that that, that I I fumbled around in my words and stuff, Lord, that you would just help us to see uh, all the times in our lives that we waste what you've given us on things that don't matter, God. Uh, that we can waste our lives on things that ultimately bring no meaning to our lives. When you've called us to be here for a purpose and a reason, and God, I pray that you would just help us to pursue your purpose for our lives instead of our own. And uh, I thank you that you are patient with us and that you love us in spite of the fact that we oftentimes get sidetracked and distracted in life. And I pray that as we just go through our daily lives, you'll help us to be reminded of, of why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives. Um, And God, I just pray those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, We're going to have a little moment of quiet prayer, if you guys just want to talk to God.